When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is good, everybody? Welcome to Las Vegas, Nevada, site of Super Bowl 58. I'm Rob Stascarera. He is Levin Black from our luxurious hotel room. Levin, day three was a doozy here in Vegas. (laughs) It's been a long three days. Let's put it that way. Yes, it has been a long three days. We're so grateful to everybody here. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all the support. And we've just seen our videos and our, our shorts and everything blow up. So we really appreciate everybody that is supporting us during this week. It is a crazy week. Uh, we'll get into some of our day that we had today because it was a pretty unique day. Uh, ran into a lot of people on Radio Row that we want to tell you about. Uh, we'll get into- Almost had a nightmare situation. I, I almost completely destroyed any possibility of getting any more videos for any of you the rest of the week and it was all my fault um and levin kind of saved the day so we'll we'll get to that as well and we're going to get to we're going to start with the george kittle injury news because that was something that came across uh that i saw are you muted everybody's saying in the chat that your mic is off my mic is not off oh rob has figured it out he says and he's going to fix it i bet this fixed it did it fix it everybody hopefully it did uh, sorry about that. I apologize for having to rearrange some stuff. The joys of live broadcasting as well. I'm uh, learning to become an audio engineer uh, as we as we go along and do this. I apologize to everybody for By that. By far my least favorite part of when I was in broadcast journalism school was the audio, getting everything fit just right. So sorry. Um, I know exactly what I did wrong. It was a dumb mistake. Uh, just want to everybody heard. So hopefully that's good. We're going to talk about Kittle. We're going to talk about our experiences. I literally almost screwed up everything for the Gold Standard Network <laughs> while we were here in Vegas. 11 uh, sort of saved the day with quick thinking. We'll get to all of that. But first, I just want to remind everybody about our YouTube channel partner, Community Tree Service LLC. If they have, if you have a yard, excuse me, they will take care of you. Tree trimming, land clearing, hazard tree removal, home fire hardening, debris removal from the Central Coast up to the Bay Area. They have you covered. Give them a call. Estimates are free. 831-763-2391. Email estimating at cts831.com or check out their website, communitytree.com. Tell them you're a Niner fan. Tell them we sent you. You get $200 off of your quote, and you can feel good about them because Community Tree Service is licensed by the California State License Board. License number 1100816. All right, Levin, let's get into the disturbing news of the day, which is that George Kittle and Eric Armstead were limited in practice today. 
George Kittle did not practice at all last week. He's basically done nothing this week since they've been here. When do we start to get concerned about George Kittle? I know he's expected to play, but clearly he's far from 100%. I would say concerned. I think we're there. Am I sounding the alarms? No. I don't, I'm not going to sound any alarms until the game gets here and clearly Kittle is not part of the game plan. That's when I'll sound an alarm, but at this point it's concerning. You know, it's the last game of the season. So I wouldn't put it past a team, and it has happened in the past, where somebody got injured in practice and the team just never said a word. And then you get to the game, and that player either didn't – there's been a couple of times I think the player didn't play at all, and there's been a couple of times where the player was in but was, like, limping and clearly, like, laboring mm-hmm. and was taken out of the game plan, wasn't a focal point. Are the Niners doing that? No idea. Nobody knows except for those in that locker room. The thing is, though, we'll find out on Sunday. He's going to play if it's Kyle said, it's not turf toe. So if it's not turf toe, the only thing I could think of, unless it's like a strained muscle or something in his toe is a broken toe, which I've had a broken toe before, assuming it's not, you know, like a serious fracture, he'll be able to play. I'm sure they'll, he'll gut it out. They'll give him some, you know, the Mariah's got to sing tonight medicine and he'll play in the Super Bowl. Um, I didn't see a limp in. On opening night. That's true. We've he seen. He was around. I wasn't specifically looking. Ooh, is he limping and watching his feet? But I didn't see anything. Right. And we've, we've, these guys have walked past us. We've been at the media sessions. We'll be at the media session tomorrow. Uh, so we can keep an eye out for it. But also the fact that they're letting him speak indicates that he's going to play. They don't let you speak if you're not going to play. Yeah. But at the same time, if they're playing games with the Chiefs and not wanting to tip their hand, right. Pulling them from the media tells you everything you need to know. True. That's a good point. Uh, and our, thank you, Eric Armstead, also limited in practice today as well. I'm sure it's that is that plantar fasciitis, man. It's it's it can crop up at any time. Yeah. See, that one I'm not concerned about because that could just be them not risking because like you just said, it can flare up at any time. So him practicing is a risk. So you just give him some walkthroughs. You give him some light practice. You don't have him do the full thing because why risk it? Tommy Black says clickbaiting for people to watch is wild. What's the clickbait? He was limited. He didn't practice at all last week. Is he going to play? Yes. Is it fair to speculate how injured he is and how effective he might be? Yes. I don't like being accused of clickbait. Trust me. If I wanted to do clickbait, I could make these headlines a lot more provocative. I go out of my way not to do that, Tommy. So I I do kind of take issue with that. Change your last name, Tommy. You're (laughs) a disgrace. Is this a relative (laughs) of yours, Levin? Actually, I don't. I don't think we have a straight up Tommy or even Thomas. Ben Richards on Twitch. Of course, a Twitch fan coming through with a good point. Ben says maybe they don't want him practicing on the shoddy turf. Brock did say today that the, the field was better. Um, so that's good. But it, it sounds like it was really bad earlier in the week. So better is, you know, a relative term. Yeah. Yeah. I, who knows? You know what I mean? Like that could just be the NFL said, hey, you know clean it up a little bit, say something nicer about the field so that this goes away. You don't want this to be a distraction. You know, if you guys say it's better, guess what? You won't get questions about it anymore. You know what I mean? Roger says, you guys look like you're sitting in the basement of the hotel. Look, the other wall that you can't see is has a fantastic background and it's it's pretty, but there's no outlets on the other side. So we have yeah. to set up. This is the only way we could set up in the room that would actually physically work and fit. So unfortunately, you don't get to see the pretty side of the hotel. You get to see that. I, I'll just say it. The Luxor 
was built in 93, the rooms are ready for a renovation. <laughs> like they're, it's not terrible. Don't get me wrong. But I've seen wallpaper peeling. Uh, three out of the four elevators, the like emergency phone door is just gone. You know, it's just open to the wiring and everything. And yeah, the rooms were definitely 90s related when outlets weren't nearly as important because you didn't have, oh, I need to plug in my laptop. I need to plug in my phone. I need to, you know, charge our mics and, and things like that. Like, right. you need a lot more outlets today. And yeah, there's entire walls in this room that have zero outlets on it. Chris watching on YouTube says, what kiddo injury? I haven't seen anything about that over at Niners Nation. He has a toe injury. That's all, that's all we've been told. Kyle said yeah. it's a toe. He said it's not turf toe. And that's it. And Kittle was asked about it. He called it a lower body injury. So we it's a mystery injury. We don't know what it is, but we know he has one, and we know it's affecting his practice participation. Well, the interesting thing is, is literally the first words to start the caution and press conference yesterday was, normally I would start with the injury report, mm -hmm. but we haven't practiced and we don't have any injuries. Yet there's two players that were limited the very next day. Tommy's back. He says, no one is saying in the organization that his injury is that bad. Why would they say that before the Super Bowl, Tommy? <laughs> Tommy says, you know exactly what you're doing. Watch Locked On 49ers or Guy Haberman if you want actual news, y'all. That's funny because where is Locked On 49ers right now? Yeah, Evan? We don't need to get into all that. But They're not here like, in Vegas. We're here. So, look, you could go wherever you want. I never yeah. tell anybody not to watch any other podcast. All I'm saying is we're here. Go watch where you want. Whoever, one person, two people. Uh, if you want to watch us, great. I'm not, I'm not somebody that placates to try to be popular or anything like that. If you don't like it, okay. You think Kittle being limited is is good? I would say it's not good. I didn't think it's good. I expected him to be full go yeah. today. We're both hoping it's nothing, right? But I'm the fact is, he's it. limited in the big practice prior to the Super Bowl. So look, I, I, you get your news where you want. You know, not surprising. Ooh, <laughs> not surprising that some people want nothing but sunshine and rainbows before the Super Bowl. And I get that. I want everybody to be 100% healthy all the time. Yeah, but if you want all sunshines and rainbows, there, there's other content creators out there you can go find. Yes, there are. Heinemann on Twitch says, have you met Sam Darnold? Funny you should mention that because <laughs> we were at opening night on the, full, on the field at Allegiant Stadium. And the players are all there and they're walking around and Levin turns around and he's like, do you want to talk to Sam Darnold? Because there was basically like one person around Sam Darnold. And I was like, no, I don't want to talk to Sam Darnold. I, I, did, I pushed that three times. I, <laughs> I thought, boy, that would be great content. The guy that <laughs> you've been what, on since March? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, every chance you got. I mean, you call it that. I call it accurately stating his professional You're, you're not wrong, but every single time he's brought up, you're – I never want to see that guy, which yeah, you're not wrong. Nobody wants to see Sam Darnold, except for Sam Darnold's family, because that means Brock Purdy's not in. So you're not wrong, but you're definitely very far down or high ranking in terms of guys who dislike Darnold the most as a quarterback. Tommy Black says, no one here, no one is saying it's all good. Guy Haberman is there and hasn't said a word about this or made a huge deal about it. Okay, good, good for Guy. I'm choosing to to let people know what's going on with George Kittle. If guy doesn't want to talk about it, that's no. great. Keep your eye out. I wouldn't be surprised if there are entities to start talking about this tonight. Keep in mind, everybody is busy. <laughs> we just got back to our room. We've been pretty much going since 8 a.m. Others might not have gotten to the point where they can do a live and start talking about it. By the way, we ran into Guy Haberman last night at the yeah, media Many party. times. Yeah, guys all over the place. I mean, he's you run into people repeatedly here. Uh, when you're in Vegas on Radio Row, 
I love Guy Haberman, by the way. Yeah. Not, you know, we're nice fans guy. of Guy. He is a nice guy. He spent some time chatting with us uh, last night. Let's dive into that a little bit, Levin. We were at the media party. For anyone that doesn't know, at the Super Bowl, they do a big media party every year where anyone that's credentialed can go. There's free food. There's free drinks. There's entertainment. It's usually a pretty good time. I've been to about a half a dozen of them. But the one we went to last night was incredible. It was at the, where was it? The Grand Prix? Grand Prix Plaza. So it, it's a brand new building that they just built for the F1 Grand Prix that happened here. What was it? A month? Two months ago? Uh, so it's like a brand new massive building for all of their like media and um, I think probably like families and VIPs and boxes because it's like right on the racetrack. Like Pit Row was right in front of it. Right. And there was three levels of... Yeah like food and drinks there was food rooms food outside from like local places not like you know like chain restaurants we're talking like we're talking about like 50 different food booths food trucks and everything and it's it's just a surreal being here is like a surreal experience because like the people that you watch on tv and the people that whose articles you read they're here they're just walking around you know getting a little piece of food having a drink and it's just they're just like walking around like regular people who we never normally get to see or interact with yeah i mean like last night there there had to have been like a lot of people are like oh my god there's rob guerrera (laughs) no that is not happening uh (laughs) no one knows who i am which is totally (laughs) that is not true look i've been walking around with you for three days you have gotten around you are well connected the amount of times that I have had an awkward handshake with somebody <laughs> that has no interest in speaking to me. They're just being polite because they wanted to talk to stats because they're an old coworker, an old acquaintance. And they're like, hey, Rob. And then this other guy follows him and walks up. And Rob goes, oh, by the way, this is my co-host. Yeah, that's no joke happened probably like 20, 25 times. All I got out of that was Rob is really old and has been working in sports media for a long time. I mean, like you said. It's the truth. It, yeah, it is. We truth. tell the truth here. Sadly. It's not uh, all sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> Earlier today, <laughs> Levin had a chance to talk with Alex Smith. He interviewed Alex Smith. Uh, it was a phone interview. The audio of that's going to go up on the podcast feed soon. But give us a little sneak preview. What did uh, what did you say to Alex Smith and what did he tell you? Uh, well, the main thing is he calls himself the president of the game manager club. And that door is not open to Brock Purdy. That's pretty funny. I mean, Alex was a game manager, and if he, I feel like that carries a little weight, right? If he says, hey, I know what a game manager is because I was one, and when I watch this guy, he's not that. It's pretty much exactly what he went into much more detail about the things that Brock does that are different and make him not a game manager. It's a, probably like a full like two minutes that he talked, he answered that question. Like It was a pretty in-depth hmm. answer on that, but quite to be quite honest with you, that interview happened... What are we doing? Pushing 10 hours ago? Neither one of us have had a chance to listen to it. Cause I literally <laughs> finished the interview and I get a text from Rob. Hey, Mina Kimes is down here and says she'll do an interview. Can you get down here? And I left and we're pretty much back in the room for the first time, other than like a 15 minute window we had a few hours ago after dinner to get a couple of videos uploaded. Right. And I'm we- not complaining, by the way. We did uh, talk with Mina Kimes. That's up on the YouTube channel. Please go and check that out. Not now. This is our time, but Mina Kimes, Kevin Clark. Put, it, put in the chat. He has said that many times now. This is our time. Every time he says it, I think of Fast Times at Ridgemont High, the teacher taking the pizza, saying, you're right, this is our time. He has like the same cadence, similar tone. 
when he says it. Every single time that pops in my head, he's never seen the movie. No. And I showed him the clip last night, and his response was, okay. Yeah, I didn't really think it was that relevant or interesting, but whatever. Uh, Keeping the Faith says, thoughts on people with credentials at these events wearing 49ers gear or hats? Kind of weird. So Depends. Yes. Um, I think it's it's one thing if it was like Mayoko or yeah. Matt Barrows or Mike Silver, and that has I would, not. Happened. I would even argue if it was us. Like neither one of us, we've purposely taken our yes. Niner stuff off when we go. Neither one of us have worn anything Niners when we've gone. To, I mean, the, the closest thing is, is I wear a red and gold watch on purpose. I have red pants on. Right yeah, now like we, we do put on like a little bit. We pay attention a little bit to the colors that we put on, but right. we don't wear anything Niners because we're there as media, and we are media, even though our name is Gold Standard for obvious reasons. Or media, but not every entity is. Yeah. Um, and I, it's a, no one told me that we can't wear 49er stuff. It wasn't right, like right. that, but it was just a choice that I made. I know Brad Graham is wearing 49er stuff, yeah. but Brad Graham is the SF9. Like, yeah, it's, it's not the same, you know, like, I don't know. I feel like it depends on how they show themselves and how they want to be. You know, I, I think both of us, we're, we're both kind of old media heads in, in our hearts. Uh, we were talking about that earlier. Both of us are kind of like a little more of a radio mindset. I have a little bit of, I'm kind of half radio, half newspaper. And that's very much a, you know, you don't cheer. You don't, uh, you're not a fan, really. You got to not wear the team. In today's day and age, there are content creators and and I would say media outlets out there that, that do. And that's their shtick. That, that's what they are popular for because they are a little bit more of a, a fan perspective or a cheerleader type of thing. And Brad, Brad is along those lines. You know, he likes to keep things positive. He tries not to be overly critical, tries to find the bright side of anything. And that works for him. And there's nothing wrong with it. That's what I was getting at earlier when I said, if you want something, go find it because it's out there. There's everything in content creation. We tend, I think we follow more of like, we're an old radio show. You know, like 20 years ago. We're type cranky of radio is show. really what you're, we're getting at. Brad is positive. Is what I'm getting at. <laughs> Brad is, is definitely positive. I try to be positive, especially in the instant reaction shows after they win. Like yeah, I, see, really, I don't, I, I try to be whatever I f- think is the most real, but it's not always like, I, I think it's part of our job to tell you when things don't quite smell right to tell yeah. you, you know, things that were necessary. That, that's what we about. defined our job as. Right not all define their job as that. And that's fine. hundred percent. Absolutely true. Uh, So we did meeting times. We did Kevin Clark from uh, Omaha productions, which I was a real fan of because I think he's one of the best interviewers in the business. And I love interviewing people. It's a passion of mine. So it was no way. Is that why you do this for a living? Yeah. Uh, So that was (laughs) very cool. Tomorrow we're going to have Drew Brees. We're going to have Max Crosby. We're going to have Matt Barrows. Well, we we should say we're going to have Drew Brees. We may have those other interviews if I didn't faint getting to talk to Drew Brees. Yes, you're very excited. Yes, I am. <laughs> um, we're on uh, Batman 29 says, Brad is good. He'll call the team out when it's due. He's not a cheerleader like Lombardi. Nobody's like Lombardi. Yeah, Lombardi's a different level. So I, I am not I'm not insulting Brad. Like we just talked to him today. We, you know, we chit-chat a little bit. I, I like Brad. But he, we were on his show, what, about a year ago. And he said he does, he tries to find the positive. Yeah, he did tell us that on, yeah. on the air. <laughs> it's not that he's making up positive like Lombardi. It's not that he ignores the bad necessarily, but he does try to find like, hey, they, yes, they were bad at this, but they also did this that was successful. 
Yeah, I forgot about that. You're right. He did say he purposely does go out of his way. Um, couple of things. So first, we're on Radio Row. We're trying to get all these interviews as much as we can get. And Radio Row on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday is a different world than Monday, Tuesday. Monday, Tuesday, there's not that many people here. Radio Row, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you start to see people. And today- I mean, watch, watch the videos. Watch the interviews that we had. You're going to see yes. all kinds of people in the background. Like there's one video, the Kevin Clark interview. If you watch that, there's Takeo Spikes on the left side. Yeah. And then there's Brad Graham who walks in the back part of our shot, which is, you know, it's Radio Row. Like yeah, it, it's just a big Iowa. Yeah. But you see him walk all the way up because he was coming up to chat with me because he didn't realize I was filming <laughs> the, the interview. <laughs> <laughs> and so we saw him after we chit chatted about it. But yeah, like if you watch those videos, you're going to see like there's literally hundreds of people behind us and you will recognize some of them. Uh, Brandon Ray says, have you guys stopped at the NFL experience at Mandalay? <laughs> Funny thing, we I have mentioned it every day that we should get in there, we should film some things, show what it looks like. I went to the Super Bowl as a fan when it was in New Orleans, We and they played Baltimore, and I went to the fan experience with my then-girlfriend, now-wife, and it was a lot of fun. We have not had time to get in there. No, it is crazy how... Just, I, don't, I don't know that we will, quite honestly. Tomorrow's yeah. pretty full already. I sure hope so, but like... I was telling him today, like, we want to go out and get, like, one, like, real nice dinner where we're not just rushing and getting something that's of convenience like we have been. And I said, we should go pick somewhere else along the Strip because we have not stepped foot on the Strip. <laughs> nope. Because <laughs> the Luxor, which is the media hotel that we're in, and Mandalay Bay are, is connected. They're, they're connected. You don't have to go outside. And you just walk through, like, their casinos, and there's a lot – there's a hallway that has some shops and restaurants and stuff. That's where we eat every time because that's all we have time for. We have literally been in Vegas now three days, you four days, and we have not been on the strip. No, we have not. And Hyman on Twitch says any free tamales. Nope. No. Got to tell you, I don't think that's happening. I don't think there's a force on this earth that could get me to eat a tamale. I, I don't know why you're so anti the tamale. They just don't look good. They don't look good. I've said it. I'm anti-tamale. How about that? I'm changing my tamale stance. It's not going to happen. Do, do you like oysters? Not really. Do you like lobster? Doesn't look good. Crab legs Lobster's don't look good. Delicious, but they're delicious. About? There are a lot of things that don't look good, but they're delicious. There is a there is a battle going on in the chat about George Kittle and his injury and what it might be and how much of a big deal it is. Thank you for filling me in. Because uh, full disclosure, uh, my computer's dead. I know. I saw your <laughs> little window disappear, and I was like, oh, there goes 11. We, we started recording, and I got the notification, critical battery life. And I looked down, and I went, I wonder how long my critical would actually last. And I scrolled down to it, eight minutes. So, yeah, I've been dead. How long have we been on the air? 22, 22 minutes. So I've been minutes. dead for 14. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so let's say that Kittle's going to play, but he's not going to be 100%, which it seems like, at least right now, he's clearly not 100%. I don't know how big a part of the game plan he was going to be anyway. I think it's going to be. I don't think he's ever a huge part of the game plan. Yeah. I think it's more so, okay, if things aren't going our way, if they've decided they're going to take away Ayuk and then they're going to cheat down McCaffrey and Debo on the shorter routes, you know, they can concentrate on those two things. It's when you have to get to like three levels. Yeah. You can defend the deep, you can defend the short, but then the middle is open. Or you can defend the middle in the, in the deep and you, you give up the short. But the Niners, what you want to take away is you want to take away Ayuk. You don't want him burning you deep. You don't want those 20, 30-yard completions. And you don't want Debo and Christian McCaffrey getting the ball in their hand at all. 
So I feel like in the games where teams are successful at that, that's when you see Kittle in the second, third, fourth quarter start going off because they make the adjustment. My bigger worry is not Kittle in the passing game. It's Kittle in the running game. It's Kittle blocking because I really think running is the best way for the 49ers to get a lead, hold a lead, and and kill the clock at the end of the game. If he is limited in some capacity, I feel like that's where the bigger impact will be felt. The thing is, though, if it's his toe, that's going to affect his route running. It's not going to affect his blocking. If it's a toe, is it a toe? Is it a knee? I mean, they they've listed him with an injury. They who knows if it you know it could be anything. <laughs> Truly, like it, you don't know. We don't know at this point. Ben Richards on Twitch says, "I can't remember the last time Kittle was 100. percent He that he does true. play every game with a torn labrum in his shoulder. So that's true because he just refuses to get it operated on, which is crazy. But uh, Antonio, YouTube channel member, says Kittle should be a big part of the game. Sneed and McDuffie are going to shut Ayuk down, and Debo isn't doing anything downfield. Kittle is the only intermediate to deep threat this game. Which shout out to you, Antonio, YouTube channel member, and all our YouTube channel members. We greatly appreciate you." Please sign up to be a YouTube channel member. It's less than $3 a month. You get custom emojis, membership badges, priority comment response. It's a great way to support the channel. So please and thank you to everybody that has done so. What do you think? Do you think that Kittle, what do you think of Antonio's comment? It, it just depends. I. This is what I would say about Ayuk. If Ayuk is on his game, no corner can cover him. Because his route running is perhaps the best in the entire league. That's where he excels. And if you're running routes really, really well, no corner can cover you. And that's that's been true at any time in the NFL. If the wide receiver runs a truly great route, you are not going to be able to cover him because the wide receiver has the advantage. He chooses the move, and the corner has to match it in time to where he doesn't get open. It'll be a nice test for Ayuk. Like, he wants number one wide receiver money. Yeah, like true. you have a big Super Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> that is. I mean, I know obviously you had a, a huge play in the NFC Championship game, which certainly is important. But yeah. you have a big Super Bowl. There have only been uh, three wide receivers that have been Super Bowl MVP. Maybe four. Lynn Swan was wide receiver. Uh, Deion Branch won with the Patriots. Cooper Cup won. I'm trying to. And anyway, Jerry. Jerry won. And didn't Edelman win one? Edelman won one, I'm almost certain. He might have, yeah. Maybe So maybe five. In the yeah. history, I mean, this is Super Bowl 58. Yeah. Wide receivers generally don't win MVPs in the Super Bowl because if the wide receiver has a big game, that means the quarterback had a big game and they generally go to the quarterbacks. But like if Ayuk has a massive game in the Super Bowl, that contract price is going up, up, up. Yeah, I mean, if he puts up, you know, the 200 yards that Jerry Rice did well, in yeah. one Super Bowl, he, he's getting his contract. He's naming his price at that point, I think. It, and uh, there was a report before the NFC Championship game that the Niners want to keep him around long term and that his contract is going to be a priority this offseason. So it absolutely should. This is a guy that put up 1,300 yards and did it with consistency. You know what I mean? Like when Debo put up 1,400 yards, it was here's a five yard slant and turn it into 77 yards. And that's very valuable. Don't get me wrong, but it's a different level when a guy's just constantly getting open. And can get a you know 15, 20 yard completion five times a game. You know what I mean? And that's what Ayuk was doing this year. If Ayuk was in an offense, like swap Ayuk and CD Lamb. Oh my god. Ayuk puts up at the very least CD Lamb stats. I yeah, think. he's and gonna... CD Lamb is an amazing wide receiver. Those two, I think, are on par with each other. Well, 
I think they're also pretty similar in terms of what they're good at. Think of Brandon Ayuk in like Miami's offense with Mike McDaniel. If you go look at Miami's target share, it's basically Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, and that's it. Yeah. Like McDaniel force feeds his wide receivers. If Ayuk was in that kind of a system, he'd be going nuts. Remember, 70% of Ayuk's yards this year have come before Yak. They've been air yards, which is yeah. insane because he was second in the league in yards per catch. So that tells you the incredible season he has had. Uh, Chris says Ayuk is the best wide receiver on the field. I don't think the Kansas City secondary can cover him, in my opinion. He probably is the best wide receiver on the field. Yeah, he is. I, I think, as I've said, Ayuk is the better wide receiver. Debo is the better offensive weapon. And right. there is a difference between those two. And I think depending on the game, one of those is more valuable than the other. Like Ayuk's not always going to be more valuable than Debo in a game. Debo's not always going to be more valuable than Ayuk in a game. It really depends on the type of team you're facing. I'm seeing uh, some comments. I like this comment. Itchy Chinny Kojak says, hope Joan Jennings gets a new contract too. Joan Jennings is hilarious and is a fantastic yeah. personality i didn't realize because he doesn't get a lot of media sessions not sure. at the super bowl but now everybody gets a media session basically so we were able to go and and talk to him and ask him questions and stuff he is fantastic i'm like i've become such a bigger Jawan jennings fan now after getting to talk michelle with him is so bit. excited i know <laughs> michelle <laughs> is always hating on Jawan. Uh, but yeah, Jennings, I would, I wouldn't mind bringing him back as long as it's, you know, a realistic contract. I'm not paying right. him no seven, eight million a year, but if he wants to sign, you know, three years for 14 million, get a little less than 5 million a year. I think I would do that because what he brings in the, in blocking for the run game right. is very, very valuable. And the mindset, the tone that he sets doing that is also valuable. And there are some guys that are, they call them glue guys in the locker room, like yeah. that necessarily just they set a tone they help set a culture they help maintain that culture and a lot of times those guys are not necessarily your best players when they are your best players that's when your team can truly be great but some of a lot of those times they're not your best players so those are the guys that teams can't necessarily afford to pay and when they leave you will hear players in the future say things really changed when we lost Juwan, you know player x whoever yeah. it might be and he does strike me as one of those guys because Eventually, the Niners can't pay everybody, and he'd be one of the guys that they would have to let go. Yeah, I'll sum it up this way. Kendrick Bourne, I didn't want to pay anything. Right. Juwan Jennings, there is a contract I'd be willing to pay him. A hundred percent. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. At one time, I said that I thought Jennings and Bourne were interchangeable. They're not. I was wrong about that. Juwan Jennings is, is more valuable to this team than Kendrick Bourne yeah. was to the Niners. And, and I'm not saying Kendrick Bourne's a terrible player. Kendrick Bourne's just, he's a replaceable level player. Right. So you don't pay him past his rock, rookie contract, in my opinion. Uh, let's get to this comment from Twitch. Uh, sorry, I can't see. <laughs> Elicar 18 says, Levin has always been right about Purdy, and he was saying this about Ayuk when you wanted to trade him. Uh, I did want to trade him before Brandon Ayuk had the best season of his career. Before this season, our love of Ayuk, I thought, was based mostly on what we thought he could be as opposed to what he actually was. I think he's taken his game this year to an, a completely different level. He had a career year this year again. And so, yeah, I did want to trade Ayuk earlier in the year. Now, depending on the contract, if he wants like if top some, of the if a team, let's do the same scenario we did before. If a team comes and they offer you a first round pick, are you pulling the trigger? What does Ayuk want? If he wants to set the market at he, wide receiver, no, I can't do that. Yeah, you can't set the market with Ayuk, but I, I would guess he's going to be a bump up from Debo, you know, 27, 28 million. A year. That's setting the market. 
No, it's not. Because Debo just got Debo, AJ Brown, and it's been reset. One, uh, who was it? One wide receiver just got like just under thirty million. Who? I'm not saying you're wrong. I, I'm yeah, saying we'll, I don't we'll have to look. I know somebody got like it was twenty nine to thirty million. Who was it though? Oh boy, and we're gonna have to look that one up because now I'm questioning myself. Good, you should every minute of every day. It depends on if I'm right. If I'm <laughs> if I'm right, I'm gonna, that's gonna come back to bite you saying that. Speaking of crazy things, Levin has said, I'd like to share this little factoid with people on Radio Row. So we spent a portion of the day waiting for people to come by to interview. Times I, I really don't know where up. this is going yet because there's been a lot of things that he could be bringing up right now. That's true. To be honest. <laughs> and on Radio Row, as we've said, people are just walking around. So we're looking around and all of a sudden I turn around. I say, hey, Levin, Baker Mayfield's behind you. Oh. And he's walking with an entourage of people. And he walked literally right past us. And Levin said the quote. I actually had to move out of his way because right. I was trying to move to the side and they were trying to move to the side, but I had my back to them and they were just like, we were mimicking each other and robbing them. And she was like, get out of the way. And yeah, I was like, you're in Baker Mayfield's <laughs> way. So Levin turns and he says, huh, Baker Mayfield's a pretty big guy. Quote, I thought I would compare to him, but I don't. You said the phrase, you thought you would compare to Baker Mayfield, Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. In terms of like general, I don't mean body because I'm fat and he's not, <laughs> but he's six foot. I'm six foot. You know what I mean? So I thought we would be like comparable in overall size. His, a lot of his size would be muscle and a lot of my size would be blubber. <laughs> <laughs> but like when he walked by, not only do I think he's a little bit taller than six foot, honestly, he seemed taller than me when he walked by. That dude has like, he's almost like Nick Bosa. You know what I mean? He's, he is ripped and he wasn't wearing like short sleeves, but you could, it was like a bodybuilder underneath. Uh, I think he had a suit jacket on, didn't he? He had, no, he had he some had, kind of long sleeve on. I don't, it was a hoodie. Was it just a hoodie? Yeah. But you could tell underneath, like that guy's ripped. He's solid. Like this yeah. is not, um, who am I thinking of? Small, like Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's cut, but he's not really. It, it's not Ken Dorsey. Yeah, for right. our older fans <laughs> yeah baker's walking around i was like damn like baker looks like he could take a hit yeah. put it this way right after that we saw justin fields justin fields looks smaller than him now justin fields is a little taller but like we talked about it justin fields has a sprinter type body he's very lean yeah whereas uh, uh baker i kept wanting to say brock baker mayfield he was like a linebacker of a build yeah, he really – I was, like, surprised. Justin Fields, like, you look at him and you're like, yeah. That guy runs track. Yep, like, he's fast. <laughs> he looks fat. Like, he looks like he could have taken off and just run past everybody. Uh, Want to give a shout-out to Harrison Hightower. Thank you very much for the $20 super chat. Niners got this. Love the gold standard team, even when you have Grant on. We appreciate that. I couldn't do the show with Grant today because we had too much going on, unfortunately, so I wasn't able to do it, which I apologize because I know it's Super Bowl week, but – Slightly different setup here uh, in Vegas. It is funny that Grant and I do the show from 3,000 miles apart every week when we're in the same city, in the same hotel. We couldn't actually do the show together. I don't know if we're in the same hotel, actually. I don't know. I, I looked at his, I've seen some of his videos this week, and he has different lamps than we do. And I was like, mm, I don't know if he's in the same hotel. Uh, Brandon Ray, I don't want to butcher your last name, Brandon Ray. Let me see here. J-U-M-A-O-A-S. Jamoas. I apologize if we did. Uh, how about Purdy, kind of similar size to Mahomes on the media stage, would have thought more of a size difference. We yeah. talked about that on yeah. opening night because I looked over and I said to you, like, why does everybody think Brock is so small? He's mm -hmm. basically the same height as Patrick Mahomes. Well, he really is about, like, 
their actual list. Purdy's not small. That's the thing. Like, Purdy's like, I think, what, six one and a half is what he got measured at? I think at. so, yeah. And Mahomes is like six two and a half. They're one inch apart. And in terms of, like, built, you know, like you talk solid with bigger, they're pretty similar. Like, they're not twigs like some quarterbacks, like you mentioned with Kyler Murray, but they're not Baker level. You know, they're not these massive muscle-bound Tim Tebow's of the world. Well, yeah. Did you see uh, – I totally forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> well, no, I did not see it. I did not see nothing. Damn it. Uh, I had it until you, you made that joke about uh, – oh, well. Uh, Tebow distracted you, huh? Yeah, I apologize. Lost my train of thought. Vinny V says, can someone stop putting the microphone in front of Jed York? He sat down with Kay Adams. Yeah. He told an actually interesting story. I saw a clip of that interview at halftime of the NFC Championship game. He said Debo was in the locker room just shaking. And he said, yeah. and Debo said, tell Kyle to get me the damn ball. So, you know, we didn't hear that story. It was all good. You know, we, we adjusted and we did that. And here comes Jed York when things are good. Just letting it fly. Yeah. <laughs> the best part of that is we didn't hear that from Debo. And he's on with Kay Adams all the time. That's true. That's what I found funny. It's like, hey, Jed, if Debo wanted that to be told, he would have told it. Jed is saying some stuff in the past. He's done a couple media sessions now. And he's... what happens if they win? He's going to go on a press tour. Oh man! Um, one little tidbit that came out. So Jed had said that Kyle told him in the training camp in 2022 that Brock, the third string quarterback, was their yeah. best quarterback. Kyle on opening night elaborated on that a little bit, and apparently it wasn't. Hey, Jed, Brock's our the third string quarterback's our best quarterback. Kyle said he said it out of frustration. So it was more like when Jed asked him, how's the quarterback? Kyle said, I don't know. Our third stringer is our best quarterback. Like that is yeah. kind of an indictment of Trey and Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. That, it just, it, it shows how, how quick things soured. I don't know why yet. Maybe we'll never know, but it certainly seems like Trey did not live up to anything. I don't know if it was an effort thing. I don't know if he kind of coasted and thought he didn't need to study film we don't know, or it just could be that, you know, his arm is horribly inaccurate in, in practice. We don't know what it was, but it, it's clear this this uh, organization soured on him very quickly. Not quite Rosen level with Arizona. But close enough. But there wasn't a change of regime either. Like, Rosen got soured on real quick because there was right. a change of regime. This was the same people that drafted him. Gadgetsy Photo says, the problem with Brock Purdy is his face. <laughs> I know what you mean, yeah, but that's a little, just a funny way to put it. Rob has said that many times. Like you literally just talked about, I don't even remember where that photo was, but we saw a photo that was like a promo and it was Brock Purdy there. And you're like, look at Purdy. He looks like a little kid that got up on stage. Yeah. Like he, he was, was making like a, face. he was making like a mean, it was him and Mahomes, like kind of making mean faces at each other. But he, Brock has such a baby face that it literally looked like a kid that won a contest. That's like, go make a mean face at Patrick Mahomes. And that I love Brock. He's a he's a stone cold killer on the field. He just he looks very young. It's trust me, Brock. When you get a little older, you're going to appreciate it. Believe me. Yeah, I mean, well, sometimes those people with baby faces age weird, and they continue to look like baby faces, but now it's wrinkled. Brisby Life on Twitch says, "Levin lamp scouting is an elite media skill." <laughs> you scouted Grant's lamps. Yeah, I I was look I I pulled up YouTube and it teased a uh, Grant live stream that he did today, and I was like, huh. That does not look like a Luxor hotel room. Super important stuff. Okay? Yeah, you need. That's to get, why I'm here. You need to get to the bottom of that. We we flew thousands of miles for you to scout the lamps. Yeah, I, I got to go look at other people's live streams to try to figure out what hotel they're in. 
Chris says the problem with Purdy is that he wears his hat backwards and dresses like he shops at Ross. What's Ross? You don't know Ross? No. What's Do you Ross? know TJ Maxx? Yes. Okay, Ross is like a competitor. Uh, they're same setup. It's it like is a- like designer clothes, not designer, but it, it's name brand clothes that didn't sell at the department stores. And after a while, it ends up getting to there so you can get a deep discount. Got it. Okay. Well, you could have just said a competitor of TJ Maxx. That would have been fine. You don't have to act like I- Ross is all over. It Ross was in, uh, it's in Pittsburgh. It was in Bismarck, North Dakota. Ross was in San Francisco, if I'm not mistaken, because I'm pretty sure I got a pair of Niner shoes from the Ross in San Francisco when I was out there. Like they're all over. Jason D says, when are they changing? Get out of your basement, Rob, to know. Please. I bet you there's none in Connecticut. Uh, Jason D says, when are they changing the name to Podcast Row? Yeah, funny you should mention that. I've had a lot of conversations with old radio people who have made the same observation. It's not, there are some radio shows there for sure, but the vast majority of people in the media center are podcasts. And a lot of those that are doing radio, yes, they're a radio station, but they're also doing the video aspect of yep. it. Yep. Yeah. There, there is. I would say there might, there might be four or five entities there that are strictly radio, no video or anything else. It, it yeah, it, it the game has changed. Hundred percent. I think it's only going to increase as we continue to do this. It, it, yeah. It, it's. You know, when I when I was in college for broadcast journalism, they called it one man banding because it used to be like when you were a reporter, yeah. you got to go out and you had a cameraman there with you and maybe even a producer with you for your live shots and stuff. Now it's well, you got to take the camera, you got to film it, you got to set it up on a tripod to be at the right spot, you got to do your own audio check, and then you got to get in front of the camera in the right spot and do do your bit. I, th- I think that's the way this media game has gone. You got to be able to do it all. You got to be able to do TV, and you got to be able to put that up on Twitter. You got to be able to put that on Twitch. You got to be able to put that on YouTube and you got to be able to create an audio version to be a podcast at the same time. You're doing them all. Yeah. Uh, kind of, we're kind of like one men bands over here pretty much. I mean, we were talking when we were eating dinner about, man, we haven't done as good a job promoting the stuff that we've gotten as we should be doing. Cause it's just, it's us. It's you and me. Well, and we, that's we've it. talked about that many times over the, you know, the, the four or five years we've been doing this. That is probably the biggest weakness for both of us. Yeah. Neither one of us, like to be hey 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 look at me look at me and kind of do the self-promotion thing you know sit there and be like i am awesome watch my stuff but you know i make jokes along those lines for a reason <laughs> because it's really not me wedge until he says rob how was the 98.5 interview i was on with 98.5 in boston uh early this morning i boston. love those guys boston it was it was fun to do uh zolak scott zolak is one of the hosts of that show who was the guy i used to text to go on with florio so it was really cool to be the actual guest on his show. It was a nice little uh, change of pace, but uh, they were awesome. I love doing it. I've been trying to do as many interviews as possible just to get our name out there and make people aware of what we have going on. Uh, so it's been a ton of fun because everybody knows I love to talk, uh, but it was really cool going on with those guys. And I know some, I know their producer really well because I used to work with him back in the day. So it was fun, Wedge. I, I am truly curious. Speaking of that, like, if you see us in the background of anybody else's stuff, send it to me because I'm really curious. Like <laughs> who I've like accidentally photobombed. Like I was talking about today. Like one, we showed up and Florio and Sims are on, and that's your old show. And I said you should totally like go walk through it and look right at the camera and like photobomb them behind them. And you're like, oh, I already have. <laughs> I, and then like later in the day, I'm on my phone in Radio Row while you're talking to Chase, uh, trying to line up something for tomorrow, and. 
after I'm on my phone for a couple of minutes trying to catch up, I put my phone away and I turn around and I realize I've been directly behind Michael Robinson doing a live shot. And I was <laughs> definitely in his shot the entire time. It's just like literally if you are standing somewhere on Radio Row, you're in someone's shot. Yeah. Especially now, like we said, with all the shows doing audio and video, you're in someone's shot. Like that's why unless it's really bad, if you're like waving a sign or doing something disruptive, they'll yell at you. Yeah. But pretty much it's kind of just accepted at the Super Bowl. Like that's going to happen. You're not going to have like this pristine background all the time. Yeah, you, you can't. You literally can't. Like even so there, there there's the setup is there's like this inside ring or square that's literally just a whole bunch of tables that are like a couple feet apart and that's all your like radio shows all all the you know podcasts whatever that's what we were trying to get that we weren't able to get where you just have a dedicated table that that's where you sit and you can do your stuff from but then all on the wrong the perimeter is like the big yes. entities the big uh tv shows that have true studio setups so pat mcafee has one uh fan duel has one you know there's Drag a lot of them kings fox sports radio right there's there's so many of them even them like yeah they have a studio setup so they're like actually got a stage that their guys are on and they got cameras everywhere the backdrop of that is media row where you can see all those tables and everybody else and people walk right through their shots all the time there's just no escaping it uh wedge until he says did you get to see the pat mcafee setup yes it's yeah, yeah. literally in the they're, back they're literally all like Boom, boom, boom. We're one in, so the next one starts. Right. And you can just walk right up. I mean, you can't. There's a barrier there. You can't just walk around and, you know, go on the Pat McAfee set. But, yeah, yeah it's it's all right there. Fox Sports Radio, PFT is there. Um, everybody's here. I mean, the, the big networks are all here. CBS Sports is here. Um, so we got a lot coming up. Uh, tomorrow's going to be a big day, like we said. Drew Brees, Max Crosby. I want to get Max Crosby. I mean, he's a guy. I think the last loss the Chiefs had was against the Raiders. So he clearly knows how to slow down Mahomes. So I want to get that kind of scouting report from him. Matt Barrows is going to join us as well. Hopefully Mike Golick Jr., if we could finally track him down. He's a very busy man. We're going to try and get that done. Uh, and you're going to be on with Ryan Hensley also. Yeah. Yeah, it's a busy day. Ryan, Ryan Hensley, like we've been trying to talk, how's the best way to where I can record, like I can get live with Hensley without like, not being there to get one of these other interviews done. It's a juggling act for sure. Yeah, it's I'm going to be put it this way. There's some chairs outside of radio row that aren't designated for anything. And we saw some people doing like a live show from, and I was like, okay, I'm bringing my laptop tomorrow. And that's how we're going to do it. Because we were worried. Like what if Crosby's a little late? Because that's not uncommon. Now I can't get back to the hotel room in time for Hensley. And we already had to like push it back a little bit. Luckily he was able to. So I don't want to like then Tech, you know, have to reach out to him and be like, hey, we're going to be even later. Oh, and by the way, I got a certain like deadline that I got to leave by because we have enough, you know what I mean? So, yeah, we're going to be trying to do it from right there. It is, it's a ton of work. It's a ton of fun. We're not complaining at all. It's yeah. a labor of love. We're so glad to be able to bring this to you. Um, but it is, it's a week. It's a whirlwind week right. for sure. Not, not complaining at all. Like it, it's a, a dream come true to be here, seeing all these things. It, it's just, it's insane. But yeah, I thought we would have a little bit of downtime. Like the way I had it in my head coming out here was, all right, we'll be at Radio Row at a table from 8 a.m. to like 5, 6 p.m. every day. And then after 5, 6 p.m., it's whatever we feel like doing. No. no it's, it's been like, you know, 7, 8 a.m. to about midnight every day. It's been a, yeah, it's been crazy, but. I wouldn't replace it for anything in the world because it means the 49ers are in the Super Bowl. And hell yeah, sign me up for that. Yeah, personally, I would replace it for like having a $10 million yacht or something. But 
here's all you need to know. Levin, I, I needed Levin's help with something and he debated, should I go right away or should I put 10 bucks in this slot machine and try to <laughs> oh, No, it? no, no. Come on. Let's not mis- misrepresent. You had to go uh, for an interview. I had to stay in the hotel room to do the Alex Smith thing, but I had about an hour. So I went down to get a coffee and I got a scone and I'm walking back to the hotel room. I got nothing to do for like 45 minutes before this interview. And I thought, maybe I'll just throw a 20 in as I'm walking past the slot machines on the way back to the room. And I thought, no, cause that'll be the one time in my life. I actually hit it big and it'll be a big win that you have to wait for security to come over <laughs> and all that stuff. And then it, I'm going to have the dilemma of, do I give up 10 grand or do I go and get this Alex Smith interview? So yeah, I, I didn't put it in. I was a good boy. Unlike you, you with our microphones. Well, I'm so, oh, that's right. We didn't tell that story. Okay, before we go, and shout out to you, Antonio, and thank you, YouTube channel member Antonio says, thank you, Stats and Levin, for all the great content. Your hard work is surely about to pay off. Here's the thing, Antonio, it almost didn't pay off because <laughs> I did a very stupid thing. Let me back up for a second. So we wanted a table to be able to have a table in Radio Row with all the mics that you see here and all the equipment, mm-hmm. and we would have people sit down and, and do it. That didn't happen. The NFL wouldn't give us a table. They wouldn't give us an extra table while we were here. So as a backup plan, I bought some wireless mics and we've been using those and they've been working pretty yeah, well. Actually great. Yeah. That is literally how we've been able to do every single interview with the wireless mics because it's the only thing, it's the only equipment yeah. that we could carry into Radio Row that would work. Well, at some point during the day today, we sat down for a second. I took the wireless mics out of my pocket and put them on the table. And then I got up and we got up and walked away from the table without the wireless mics and we were sitting waiting for mina kimes i tried to track down chris sims for an interview we didn't catch up to chris sims so that wouldn't have happened but i didn't have the mics on me and then all of a sudden i reached in my pocket and i was like oh my god where are the microphones if we cannot find them we cannot do any more interviews while we are here it was a moment of sheer panic by me i think i aged like seven years in that moment you might have caught up a little bit to me close the gap in gray hairs it was i was like how could i have done something yeah. so stupid so we, we had gone to like the media working room which is like where like journalists can sit down the right in the end stuff that's like kind of like the break room almost um and we had gone and we had sat down in a couple chairs at one point so he went into the, the media room and i went to the chairs luckily it was still on the table at the chair, somebody was sitting there with their equipment. And I said, are those your mics? Cause you know, people equipment is equipment. People could have the same mic. He's like, no, I was actually here when I sat down. I said, oh, thank God, those are ours. And he was like, and he started laughing, you know, cause he knows what that meant. Like we were panicking <laughs> <laughs> and I put them in my pocket and I headed for the break room to try to find Rob. And I, I kind of, as I went into the break room, I turned and I saw him coming out the other end. So I came back and <laughs> I had him in my pocket. And he looks at the table and he goes, and he just gives this look of pure dread, like crap, they're gone. And I put them out of my pocket. I, I wasn't going to let it go that long. I was, because then then my head starts spinning, like, all right, well, what are we going to do? We got we to gotta find a Best Buy. We, you can't like order something on Amazon and like get it same day shipping because yeah. every package that comes into the hotel has to be inspected by Homeland Security before it gets to the hotel. Yeah. So, due to the Super Bowl. Yes. So, you can order it and it'll get here, but you won't actually be able to obtain it for days later. That's what happened with my business cards that I ordered here. So we, it's not like we could just go to Amazon and get one. So then we would have to go out, find a Best Buy. Hopefully they had wireless microphones. Hopefully they would work with our phones. And we were going to be really, really scrambling. But thank God 
those microphones were where they were. And I think part of it, like you said at the time, was because we're surrounded by media. So it's like no one's it, looking to scoop up. It's a closed access area. Like yeah. they literally have security, like controlling who comes in and out. So the only people that could have walked by that table were fellow media. And nobody's looking at equipment when there's literally thousands of pieces of equipment everywhere right. going, oh, I'm just going to snag this and put it in my pocket. Clutch Gene Sports says, wow, stats, just wow. Yeah, it was, uh, I literally was like freaking, I was like, I just ruined the whole trip. Like, what an idiot. I was kicking myself. Uh, if it had not been at that table, I might have kicked you. <laughs> a violent XRP says, Best Buy doesn't have anything. Um, and that's the other thing. We would have been at the mercy of whatever Best Buy had. And who mm -hmm. knows what that would have been. Probably could have found something that that halfway works, but it might have been like, an extremely embarrassing way to be able to record like right. even more like yeah we don't have a professional setup what of it than where we're already at right uh aztec mc says security still at sam darnold inside <laughs> i wanted to ask him an opening night did you throw an interception on your way here but you know i decided not to talk you to know him I, I actually did tell rob you should just go up and ask him hey if you have to play are you confident you can hold on to the ball while you're just randomly running <laughs> <laughs> clutch gene sports says love that levin made sure to mess with rob before returning i to was gonna mess with him a little bit more but i saw the dread on his face and i was like nah he's not gonna be able to handle me holding on to this for five seconds People do not under, you don't understand the anxiety I had about right. this trip and trying to plan it out. And okay, mm -hmm. if we can't get a table, what's our backup plan? Here's our backup plan. Wait, it's not working with my phone. How do I get it to work with my phone? Will it work with Levin's phone? And then to figure all that out and then to have it ruined because I just left them on a table somewhere, I would never have forgiven myself. Yeah, it, it would not have been good. It, it's Almost the worst thing you could have done. <laughs> almost. Past getting our like passes pulled before I can even pick mine up. Which almost happened. Because, yeah, like a media pass for a Super Bowl, yeah, that's something that's going in my little file of memories that's never – I'm never throwing that away. Yeah, that did almost happen. But, you know, I'm like the Dre Greenlaw of <laughs> podcasters. I'm right on – I can make some great plays when things go right, but I'm right on that line of disaster. Let's just say if Big Dom shows up, go the other way. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Who knows? He may be here. That dude is everywhere. Ah, he was at the Senior Bowl. Anyway, thank you to everybody. Please like and subscribe to the channel. We've got 200 and, over 250 people watching. So nice. thank you, everybody. We really appreciate the support. You have been tremendous this week, and that definitely helps. These are long days, but it's a lot easier to do when we know you're going to support us like you have. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Please leave us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts if you can. That'll help get us up the charts so more people can discover us, which is really, really hard. And we really do appreciate all you do for us. Yeah. And remember, there's Mina Kimes interview up already. Kevin yes. Clark interview up already. Uh, we have a Tracy Sandler interview that's going to be posted sometime soon. Mm -hmm. uh, there's yeah, the Smith. Alex Smith. that's going to be podcast only version. Go find that when that gets posted, whenever we can actually find the time which to get it posted. Which is what doing right now. Yeah, that's what the rest of the night's going to be. <laughs> and then tomorrow, like we said, keep an eye out. Drew Brees, Max Crosby, Barrows, and uh, I'm going to be on with Hensley. That'll be on his channel. Uh, but we got a lot of things coming. So thanks, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. This has been a Gold Standard Podcast Network production, part of the Fans First Sports Network.